0: For our first show today, I have a very special guest with me, someone who encouraged me to create this show, someone who has two podcast shows of her own and the owner of Comfort Killers, LLC. And it's interesting that I have her on as my first guest because she actually has had some experience working in medical offices in her early years and also uh, completed some nursing uh, portions of a nursing program uh, towards her own nursing degree. Uh, while life has taken her on a different journey into entrepreneurship, I thought it would be wonderful to have her as my first guest and ask some questions regarding her experience in healthcare and working um, in medical offices and you know how her experience was within that. So today I will introduce Stacey A. Cross to the show. Hey, I
1: am Stacey A. Cross and there is no E in my name. Thank you so much Siobhan for having me. I am thrilled to be here. Uh, first of all, this is your first show. Congrats. Congrats on the handbook. Congrats on Medical Receptionist Network. It's a much needed system and tools for individuals just wanting to learn more and know how to develop in their current role.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much Stacy, for that. So please tell us what was your first position in a medical setting Wow uh,
1: I was in high school and I knew I needed a job and Well, my parents said you need a job. So right down the street from my high school. It was twofold. Um, I Didn't get a ride home very quickly from school So I needed to fill that time until my brother was able to pick me up. So I said, okay, let me get a job There was a posting on the bulletin board in in school and it was for dr Panicker's office and uh, I didn't know anything about um, healthcare other than that I was a volunteer. My mother made sure that I volunteered in the hospital. She worked at so I, I knew funny. this. I, I volunteered. You volunteered?
0: in that same hospital.
1: Yeah, as Rose- well. Roosevelt Hospital, huh? At...
0: Oh no, Raritan
1: Bay. Raritan Bay. Okay, yeah. so yeah, you know, okay. I, I get it. I worked at Raritan Bay, so <laughs> um, so I went to I went there, and it was to just handle filing and just very light, you know, administrative work. We I didn't really do any patient um, face-to-face access or, you know, I didn't take any blood pressure. I didn't do anything. It was just pretty much you had a a stack of folders. I remember it was like, what? I felt like I was in the movies where you see all those piles of folders on the desk. And it was like, so I guess I had to collate, get things out. I can't remember fully what my responsibilities were, but it had to do with back office.
0: office. Yep. Okay. So what was your communication like with the front office? Well, well, I'm sure they, they were giving you, did they give you any requests? Were you, know you the what? person who had to find things for them or sort through things for them? You know what? It's so funny because in this practice, I got all my direction from the physician. Oh, wow. Yeah. And see, that's that's important because everyone listening is going to be a part of a different type of practice. There's no one and done when it comes to healthcare. There are tiny offices that have, you know, two staff, three staff, and one or two practitioners, there are huge offices that have, you know, many, many different types of providers, whether they're um, physicians, nurse practitioners also um, You know, even some holistic, you know, yeah. type of medicine mixed in um, different, you know, different campuses and, and and it's all part of their health healthcare care So it's interesting coming from and I've worked with small groups and I've worked with, you know, medium-sized to larger groups So I understand what you're saying when yeah. you come from, you know, oh that you were getting the direction right from the doctor and he was or he, she she was running the show. And you know what so. though?
1: She had a son that would be there after school and he was so smart. He was only like probably 12 years old. Oh, no. But he was running I don't know if we should say should say that. He was, he was <laughs> no but don't he would give me over run, running. The no, 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 but he <laughs> was giving like he knew what his mom did he knew what she needed and he was just so smart. Oh, wow. And so he kind of helped the back office and our, us high school students get some things together as well. So shout out to,
0: <laughs> so I let me ask 30 you this. years old now. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What do you wish you knew walking into that position? I was a high school student. I didn't want to know too much, honestly. But you looking know? back now.
1: Looking back now, um, I guess more so of leadership qualities. Because I was always that student that very competitive. And I wanted to know more than everyone else. So how could this, what I'm learning here and what I'm doing, apply in my life, in my school, mm-hmm. in my education, uh, without just you know grabbing a folder, getting the thing done, and you know more of a like a pep talk, and then hey, listen, you know, it, it, you're starting here, mm-hmm. but you could take this anywhere,
0: right?
1: You right, know, right. you could take the skills you that could you're take the skills take
0: them right anywhere or grow in, even in, in, within that office yep. into another position. Yeah. But that really wasn't to you at that time. No, you just thought it was like I'm here. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, okay. That was my Have first. Have you ever game.
1: worked in any other medical office? Absolutely. So after that, I feel like you know I'm a pro now. That can put it on my resume. Finally, something. And I ended up um, applying and, and receiving a job at another doctor's office, um, internal medicine, and I was the only one there.
0: Okay. I, so now, so
1: now I'm running the show, <laughs> and it's billing, it's patient care, it's a, you know front office it's taking the blood pressure mm-hmm. you know and you know I was it right you know so um
0: that's when so I kinda doing of... triage you were doing registration yes. front desk you were answering the phone yes. scheduling yes scheduling, scheduling yep okay so now you're in this position uh huh so tell me um, at that time what was your biggest challenge in that position well Number one,
1: it was me by myself. That was the first and foremost. So I had to I had to wear many hats. And, you know, once you wear many hats, something falls off. So, you know, I would leave billing for a certain day of the week. You know, the system may break down. Now we're now next week, uh, two weeks later. Um, and I was almost being, I was overwhelmed. Right. I was overwhelmed.
0: Okay. Uh, to so the, the solution to that would have been... Additional,
1: additional staff, a team, a
0: team, right? Absolutely. Even a small team, even a one, a one additional person would have Absolutely. made a difference because they could have, you guys could have, you know, shared those responsibilities. Absolutely, right? And and that happens a lot in healthcare where we find ourselves in a position where you think, okay, I'm going to walk in and this is my job, and then all of a sudden you've learned ten new things and now you're expected to do these things every day or every week and to really stay on top of that. And sometimes, you know, what helps that is, first of all, to be organized, Mm -hmm. to understand how much time certain things take so that you can really say, okay, technically, am I supposed to be able to get these things done or or, you know, is my organization putting too much on me? Should I make suggestions to maybe have someone come in part time Mm -hmm. or, you know, should I offer additional hours or maybe they can have just a student like you were in your first position to do the filing or to do the registration or to do data entry or something like that. And those are some of the solutions that I know I've had to implement and other managers have had to implement in their practice because as things change, the responsibilities change. What we need to know changes, what we need to do. And it's funny because, you know, as technology came about, it was like, oh, this is going to make things easier and simpler. But at the end of the day, there were things that took less time, but now it transferred into another area and it now made the process for the provider longer it made you know the the data entry on the clinical end longer so there were other areas that suffered so you can't always assume you know that you know you take out one thing and without adding another that you're resolving an issue sometimes you are creating another beast yeah. that needs to be managed so that's great so tell me okay give us give us an example about first of all one of the best Experiences you had and something you learned while working in that office, and then tell us one of the worst experiences you had and how you handled that. One of the best is, um, you know, in billing, of course,
1: doing everything I had to learn uh, outside, you know, on my own. Um, so I found that billing became a fun thing for me, you know, putting the codes and the CDCs and what is it. <laughs> CPTs, CPTs, and you know what? <laughs> because, and I'm glad we, the, I'm glad we, messed, codes, yeah, ICDs, yeah. and you know what? I'm glad we messed up with that. I messed up because it was so long ago. Right. It, this was 2008. Okay. so but what I've learned was the researching behind it. Okay. okay, that's not all. Codes are one size fits all, and and you know what? Like I it can brought in, very
0: specific, very specific. Based based on- your uh diagnosis, diagnosis and why the reason why the patient actually came in whether it was a follow-up yes. initial a new patient yes things like that okay. yeah okay. and um so so you felt good i felt good learning kind of a the billing system yeah what to on do on my and own you were always learning on my own learn. and i was able to pull more money in wonderful wonderful so what was one of the the, the more challenging or even the a worst experience where worst know, whether it was a Let's let's go with patient related.
1: Yeah, this is worse for me, and I asked the doctor this because, you know, you see a lot of reps come in and they, mm-hmm. they have different pills and different you know treatments and medication that uh, patients could take. Right. And I started noticing because I had to fold the file. I started noticing all the patients have the same
0: medication uh, being prescribed prescribed to them. So you were doing refills. Yes. And sometimes you would notice that the same patients would have, right. a lot of patients had the same thing. Same
1: thing. So, okay. you know, my own person was like, hey, listen, what, what's this about? I asked the doctor, what's going on? And, you know, I don't want to say the medication because it's just right. pretty much. Uh, but I realized that I don't know if there was something wrong with that. But if I were to be able to be around the round table mm-hmm. and discuss, hey, you know what, Th- this is what we're doing. This is why this helps. It helps me feel better to just see that constant. I just didn't like that feeling a lot. So
0: you you would have wanted to have a little more transparency into the actual, the clinical part so that you could kind of understand what what was going on. I guess it was way
1: beyond my pay grade. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. But listen, that's the thing. We, We can be a front desk staff, right? Medical receptionist. And maybe you see a trend. You see a trend of, you know, patients calling in for refills on certain medications, um, or you see an increase in something that, um, a different, you know, reason why patients are coming in, because we do get that information. It's all private and, you know, protected, but you're getting that information if you make an appointment. A lot of times you have to know why the patient's coming in at the, at the bare minimum. And so in that, you're seeing something, you're seeing a trend that you know, maybe put a concern, you know, was a little of your, you know, concern. And the doctor's probably like, why are you worried about this? Why? Why And and I would probably say, why are you worried about this too? Because at that time, they they don't have that responsibility. But sometimes in healthcare, I think management, you know, physicians, it is nice for them to share a little information. Like, look, we're we're seeing an increase in this medication because more people are engaging in X, Y, and Z, or more people are exposed to X, Y, and Z. So, you know, you may see that come and even just that piece of information may have helped you, you know, not feel uncomfortable about what you're seeing, thinking, you know, to be suspicious of what what's What's going going on on in the office that you're working. You don't want to work with someone who's doing something that's fraudulent or who's doing something that is, you know, not benefiting their patients. So, you know, people often don't realize that medical receptionists, medical secretaries, they, they do care. You know, they're, they're very smart people and they care and they, they notice these things. So that's, that's interesting that you say that. Have you ever had a patient experience that either made you realize how important this industry is or, or a, a patient experience where someone maybe was, you know, not very nice to you and just how did, how were you able to handle that, handle that?
1: Um, I, you know, it could go. I'm very good at customer service, so one of my skills is is always just being a human. So anyone that comes in the office, my goal is to pretty much give them what they want. And of course, you're gonna get the one or two that hey, I need to come now. This is what I need. This is on my time, and you gotta just do it. And I said so. I'm the patient, and put me through to this. And um, I realized that it's okay because I'm sitting here behind the desk and I'm perfectly fine. And I don't know how this person their sickness, their condition could um, is making them feel at that per, that time. Right. So, I could either help them and carry them through the best way I could or I could just not. And 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 ruin their day and and, and just go on. I don't know what they're feeling. You know, right. a lot of these people come in and I could only imagine the pain that they're going through. So one thing I've always done, in, in, in part with what happened, was I put myself in the shoe of them. But not right. only that,
0: I think that they're my family member. Right. What if and I, I think that's great. Yeah. What right. if that... Treat, and I used, to, I used to say this sometimes. Yeah. I said, treat everyone as if it was your mom or your yeah. dad or your brother or your sister. Yeah. Because you just never know. You know, and there's never an excuse for a patient or, or anyone who walks in your, your place of business or your employee uh, to be rude and nasty to you but sometimes you know as an employee yeah there are certain things that we encounter that we have to find the best way to deal with and it's it's always not it's not always appropriate to address things right then and there maybe you know if you find someone who's completely inappropriate okay you deal with that the best you can at that moment and then you bring in your manager Your administrator or you let your physician If maybe there's just a physician owner you know that manages the group Mm -hmm. of you know the experience you had with someone and let them know because sometimes they're not up there with you they don't always know what's going on and it's not at the forefront of their mind because they're providing medical care and you know trying to make sure they're not making any mistakes and keeping people healthy and and providing them whatever it is they need no matter what industry you know everyone's not a doctor we're talking dentists substance abuse you know OBGYN you know any even veterinary veterinary clinics you know there's medical you're a medical receptionist you yeah. do the front you deal with the, the the pets and the owners you know so there's all types yeah. of um, situations that people deal with in this role as a medical receptionist so that's important that you mention that and I thank you so much for sharing that so I have one last question yep so now your experience was many years ago and a lot many of many months ago <laughs> a lot of companies have moved on to electronic medical record system so hopefully you know we're getting further and further away from piles of paper charts but i've worked in both scenarios and uh, i can say there are ups and downs to both so i just wanted to make that a a quick quick note there but now as a patient on the other side Mm. when you walk into your doctor's office what do you notice immediately
1: Immediately, I notice if the person behind the desk does not acknowledge me. Immediately, I notice um, how many people are in the waiting room, uh, how the waiting room is kept. I guess I'm very detailed, but uh, I look for these things. I notice if that person at the other side of the counter is smiling or not, if their day is going as great as mine or not. Um, I notice the busyness of people are they busy? Are they lacking? Um, I just I kind of take in the energy of the, the, the place and the people and then I can make a decision from them. You know me, okay? What I've walked out. That,
0: and what decision is this? Is this whether you're going to stay or yes. whether you're going to come back yes. or whether you... All
1: of it. Siobhan, <laughs> I've walked out of rooms before because a question wasn't answered. I've I mean, I'm one of those types and I know, here's the thing, with my family and with older patients and older people they tend to look at it like whatever the doctor says i have to go with it whatever the staff says they're an extension of this place i have to go with it but of course now millennials or are younger or you know generational x it's like okay no it's just like going to a pizzeria okay you didn't you didn't make you didn't you didn't do this okay i gotta go there's more options out there for me right so I look at all that I take the energy in and I've made decisions before and left places and made another appointment somewhere else because of the energy, because of
0: the attitudes, because questions weren't answered because they weren't transparent and that's that's interesting and we, we I cover some of this in the medical receptions network yeah. handbook because it's, it's very important that the first impression mm. is is serious now everyone may not do you know the same react the same way Stacy has. I personally usually if I go somewhere, you know, if I go into an office, I'm pretty much paying attention to a lot of the same things, you know, how long did it take for someone to acknowledge my presence? Yeah. Um, you know, what uh what manner are they communicating with me in? And sometimes you will be surprised how many times that experience could could make that day that you walked in there be the last. Yeah. There's there's medical offices that I've I've been to where Um, I didn't feel comfortable and I'll say this and uh, most of the time it it does end at the front desk I've gone to i made an appointment with the dental office years ago and when I called back um, They I guess the hygienist had left for the day I was halfway there the person went home sick, but the person on the phone providing the information was so rude I never went back. Mm. So, you know the front the front desk has a huge impact on how you know on retention And that's why I say, you know, these these jobs are are very important because they, you know, they're going to keep people coming back. People, you know, are going to know your name, especially in an office where you have patients that have to come all the time. You know, they be, they develop that relationship. First of all, they like to see the same people at the front. They don't want, you, you know, the person that was there last week's not there true. this week, and this one's got, you it's know, true. let go. So, you know, you like that familiarity, especially if you're ill or you're, you know, you have that regular visit. It's different when you go once a year, but, you know, a lot of offices, their patients are a certain population of their patients that go very often. So they know the office, they know when something's going, you know, going wrong, and they know what to expect. Um, and hopefully you're keeping a consistent, uh, path of customer service and quality, you know, and keeping the standard high for those patients that are so dedicated to, to the practice. Mm-hmm. Because in, in many areas, like we're here in Philadelphia, there are tons of options. Now, granted, when you're in a more rural area, you may not have that, but a lot of people have many options now and, you know, they can m- make a decision to go see someone else yeah. and whether they like the physician or not, if the, everything else in the office doesn't speak to them, you may you know, you may lose that patient. So it's very important the customer service aspect. And we're gonna talk so much about that. We're gonna to meet tons of medical receptionists <laughs> and medical secretaries, unit secretaries. Um, this podcast will be coming to you every week. And we will have someone new on to talk about their experience, what industry and now was the second office you worked in, was that primary care as well? Yes. Okay, primary care. So, you know, we're gonna have everyone from different specialties, you know, different levels of experience, so we can just you know, get the tips and, and tricks. You know, things to help you be better at what you do. And hopefully, you you can contact me, and we'll we'll have we'll have you on and find out. You know, what what makes your experience, um, what makes your experience beneficial to your office and why you're such a value to them. And I look forward to asking all of my rounds of questions. We're gonna have kind of rapid fire type of questions uh, for everyone, and want to share the message. And share um, our resources with you. Yeah. We have uh, the Medical Receptionist Network website. You can also join us on Facebook. You can like our page and join our Facebook group, both at Medical Receptionist Network. And you can follow us on Twitter at Receptionist Net. And uh, I think that's about it. I think this is great. I think this is a <laughs> great resource. Wish I had it when I was in high school. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we have a training coming on a nice certificate program. And we're gonna bring everyone together in, in this in this area of healthcare because I think it's very important. We're not going to un- undervalue undervalue any, anyone in the healthcare industry. And, it, and it's time for medical receptionists, medical secretaries, and unit secretaries to get their due. So we're gonna start here. Thank you for coming and we'll see you again next week. Awesome.